0: Hey guys, it's Nora Princiati.
1: And I'm Nathan Hubbard.
0: And we're back with another season of Every Single Album.
1: This time, we're talking about one of the best-selling boy bands of all time, One Direction. Their story is a fascinating look at both the commercial and human sides of being a young artist.
0: We'll be breaking down every single One Direction album and then exploring the careers of Harry Styles Niall Horan and the rest of the band after their 2015 split leading up to the release of Harry's new album on May
1: 20th. And we've got some fun new categories, Nora.
0: Including the most swoon-inducing lyrics.
1: And the suckiest ones. The peak moments for each band member and who won the album. We even got a brand new game.
0: So, calling all Directioners Harry's and more, join us on the Every Single Album feed starting April 11th every Monday and Thursday. On Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at Capella.edu.
1: Back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. No, it's not raining outside, but yes, we are opening the umbrella. When I say umbrella, we're 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 expanding, we're broadening our horizons a little bit. All right, we're expanding outside of the normal challenge realm, and uh, we're going to be bringing some uh, some characters in from other walks of life on the podcast. Now, for the most part, the people that we're going to bring on are going to kind of run in the same vein. Meaning, people who are known for going on television, usually reality television, and uh, being unbridled maniacs. And I think the reason that this works so well is because, in a lot of ways, I can relate to these people. Okay, I, for those of you who don't know my backstory, I, um, you know, was was uh, quite the mischievous child growing up, constantly in and out of the the principal's office. I mean, if you would have seen my progress report, my report card growing up. I mean, you would have probably known from a very young age that conformity was never necessarily my thing, never has been my thing. Uh, every job that I've had, not that this is something that I like to, to brag about, but basically every job I've ever had have eventually been let go just because, um, yeah, I don't necessarily play by the rules all that well. So uh, I enjoy having other people on who can share that same Mindset that are kind of cut from the same cloth. The guest I'm going to have on today obviously fits that mold perfectly. As you know, a rambunctious child uh, growing up, as an adolescent teen, kind of same way. I have took my skills of being, you know, a class clown growing up to then, you know, just being a, a holy terror in my teens. And when I was in my teens, and you know, back in the early 2000s, skateboarding and the, the, the skateboarding culture. In Southern California, where I grew up was um was big it was and i mean that was the epicenter of you know skateboarding and and rock music punk rock i mean that was just kind of the lifestyle back then and went and what went along with the whole skateboarding culture was guys just doing dumb sophomoric shit performing stunts, pranking each other, pranking their friends. This is something I've always loved to do. I mean, anyone that watches The Challenge knows uh, Johnny Bananas is always up for a good prank. And if there's going to be a prank done on the show, I'm most likely going to be a part of it. Or I'm going to be the mastermind behind it. So the brand of humor that this group brings to the television screen has always resonated with me. The guys I'm talking about, obviously, are the crew from Jackass this season of uh, the newest installment, Jackass Forever, which is available on Paramount+. Plus. So, yeah, in, in the interest of, you know, spreading the love, expanding the umbrella, bringing new people on, I wanted to kind of uh, branch out a little bit and, uh, you know, expand the tent and bring some, some new faces and some new characters in. So Jason Acuna, also known as We Man, he's one of the jackass OGs. He's been around from the beginning since its inception. He's got an, actually a very interesting backstory uh, and just how he rose to prominence and how he became a part of the Jackass family. Yeah, so we're going to get down to uh, to the nuts and bolts of, of of what makes him tick, how he got started in the crazy Jackass world that he's, he's a part of, um, what he's currently doing and where he goes from there. So uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, have Jason on to talk about his past 22 years of being a Jackass. Now, I've been referred to a lot of things in my life. Uh, some things I can't mention because this is a children's show after all. Um, I've been referred to in the past as a smart ass, a dumbass. On occasion, I've been even called a jackass. But my next guest has taken the title of Jackass from being an insult, and he's turned it into a very successful career. So <laughs> you may remember this guy from such. Movies and television shows as Peace Stains and Other Disasters, Death to the Supermodels, Punked Wild Boys, Celebrity Circus, my personal, one of my per- personal favorites, Can't Kill Yourself, and then Jackass the Movie, Jackass number two, Jackass 2.5, Jackass 3D, and now Jackass Forever. The man who needs no introduction, Mr. Jason We Man. Acuna, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, thank
2: you for having me. Hell yeah! Don't forget WrestleMania 38. Fuck, it. all right, <laughs> WrestleMania
1: 38. <They're, laughs> listen, man, you've got such a you've got such a long list of accolades. I didn't know which one's the pick, dude. I mean, we would have been here for an hour talking about <laughs> all the shit you've done. But obviously, obviously, you're best known for um for your role in Jackass, Jackass, everything Jackass. Have you ever considered? Being in a realm of and and, and doing something that's uh, like comedy or you just stick to the serious stuff? (laughs) Um,
2: I think I surpassed that. Like, I know I have the funny bone in me, you know, and I do funny shit with friends and all that. But I think and I see it and I watch it and I love it. It, there's different ways of it Like Steve-O does comedy But he talks about himself And the past mm. And his whatever And that's the way it's funny And then there's comedy Where people see the world And they laugh at everything That's going on in the world And stuff I don't want to sit there And just keep having to tell people Like make people laugh the whole time Like I want to do something Make people laugh And go alright again And then go on I don't have to worry Okay I got to keep this crowd Laughing and laughing and laughing
1: So do you ever find, because I do reality TV and obviously the person that I am when I'm on TV is completely different than the person my friends and family know back home to a certain degree. Do you ever feel like the Wee Man, do you go by Wee Man or Jason or both or does it matter? Doesn't matter. Do you feel like maybe like the Wee Man on TV and the Wee Man at home, do you feel like they're two different people and do you ever feel like. You, because you're known as like this over the top, crazy, you know, jackass, that you kind of always have to be that person? Or do, you, or do you know kind of when to turn it on, when to turn it off? Have you found a way to separate the television version from yourself from like the real life version of yourself?
2: I know when to turn it off and turn it on. Like, and I, you know, it doesn't matter where or when. And it's funny because people will come up and they'll be like,
1: dude, you're like this fucking crazy guy,
2: dude. You know? And it's funny because some shows or places will be like, oh no, we don't want him coming. Like I went to the white house and I went to the white (laughs) wing and everybody's like, dude, he's going to wreck the play. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a decent person. I'm not going to wreck the white house. You know,
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say like, yeah, you know, I went to like this, like white tie or black tie event. You're like, no, I went to the white house. Not not many people get invited to the white house. Who invited you there? What was the, what was the occasion? I went with the USO
2: and just checked it out. And then I had friends working, in the kitchen of the West Wing. So I okay. had lunch there and stuff. I went into the Situation Room and everything. Stop. And I was walking out of it. And there was, like, generals and stuff walking in like, how the fuck did we Man go into the Situation <laughs> Room? And I'm like, I just got, I have
1: the connections. Like, we Man, kick yourself in the head real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, so you're born, so you weren't born, you were actually born in Italy. I didn't know that about you. That's yeah, crazy. Pizza. Italy.
2: Yeah. Army brat. That's why.
1: Okay. So that's what I was going to ask because you're, I was going to ask if you were Italian, but Acuna is not an Italian last name. Not no, Italian is uh, Mexican. Okay. So yeah. you were, so you were an army brat. I was as well. A lot of parallels yeah. here. Um, but you grew up in Southern California in Torrance, right? Torrance, Redondo, and Hermosa. The okay. South Bay. The South Bay. And you were there yeah. during like, I mean, that was uh, when, when you rose to fame, when you rose to start, I mean, that's where like, I mean, Southern, I was as a Southern California guy as well. I mean, that was like the epicenter for like skating, punk rock, you know, just rock in general. Like what an amazing time to be there. So you were involved in what the skateboarding industry wrote for a magazine. And then that's how you kind of made your transition into jackass.
2: Yeah. We were already doing stupid shit anyway. When you're a skateboarder and you're out and about in the city and at malls and stuff, you're already doing stupid shit anyway. Yeah. So it just, we recorded it
1: now. And it started out, because I remember, like I said, back in the day, we were like in high school. I remember when CKY came out. Um, yeah. Because we, you know, I I did my, I, I dabbled in skating for a little bit, but I just never, it was never something that I really, you know, uh, did long-term. Um, but we would watch all the videos, like when Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out, uh, and then Can't Kill Yourself, and then CKY2K came out. And um, isn't that how kind of this whole journey started? It started out, with Jack, yeah. It started out as like skate videos, right?
2: Yeah, skate videos with Jack Stuff in the mix of it. So, yeah, that's exactly how it started.
1: And again, this was just you and your buddies just making skate videos. Did you have any idea that what you guys were recording and just these, you know, the, the, the stunts that you were doing and the antics that you guys were doing were ever going to like parlay and be rolled into, I mean, what's turned At into a dude, like twenty, no. yeah, 20 year career?
2: No, nah, we thought, you know, why would somebody want to watch a whole TV show of this? We made a pilot and we were like, okay. And I was thinking it would air like two episodes and then 20 years down the line, we'd get like a, hey, remember when you guys tried to do that show? You know, I thought <laughs> yeah. that's what was going to happen. I didn't think 22 years later, we'd be making a fourth movie about it and still going
1: unreal dude i mean it really yeah, is it's unreal a,
2: it's a career like who would yeah. make a career out of what we did we were doing this
1: before youtube was out before yeah camera phones were out so yeah were you always because this is how i was growing up i was always like a mischievous kid i was the one that was always getting oh, of
2: course i was always in trouble mischievous kid I always got suspended from school always doing all kinds of stuff
1: were your parents supportive of this or was it because your dad, listen, dude, it really is wild to talk to you because my dad was what, what, what branch was your dad in or your mom? Army. Army. So my dad was army too. So he, so I didn't move in with my, with my dad until after high school, but he was, he bounced all around the country, but same thing. My dad was very like, everything was like military, military, everything. It was like, he has, he has military quotes for everything. And he was telling me up until I was like 30 years old. He's like, John calls me, John, John, when are you going to get serious about life and you're going to join the military? He goes, I have a, I have my, my pension, I have health insurance, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, dad, like that just might not be my, my route, but that was, that was like, you know, the only way in this first show I did was called the real world. And he's like, when are you going to leave this real life and get a real job? So it took a long time for my dad to kind of come around and see what I was doing, what I saw as a fruitful career and for him to come around and start like supporting it. So was it kind of the same with your dad? Did you kind of like? No, was my a tough family bill separated.
2: The- Live with my mom. I kind of was grew up an uh, only child, but I do have half brother and half sisters, so I had kind of the both lifestyle. But I kind of figured out on my own like what to do, and I never was the knucklehead kid in the family. We already have that one, but wasn't me. And I kind of I was a hustler, no matter what I was doing. So I never got to figure it out. I got the, all right, if, that, if that's what you choose to do, you know, then do what you need
1: to do. If you weren't the knucklehead sibling in your family, I would love to, I would love to meet this other sibling of <laughs> there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the knucklehead
2: one in my family, you know, is, is the one that uh, still lives at home
1: <laughs> Has has like. Every three months, a different job. So. It's stay-at-home son. I, I know yeah. how, I know that all too well. Mom, turn it down. <laughs> um, so were you part of the CKY crew back in the no, day? No, I was part you of Big were. Brother. Big Brother. Okay. Yeah. So then at what point, because a lot of the, because then there was this this point in time where like they'd all kind of like yeah, melded, we right? we did that
2: when we filmed the pilot of Jackass, which was the first episode. So we mushed together. And marriage these two to make Jackass.
1: What was Big Brother? Real quick, what was Big Brother? We're not talking about Big Brother on CBS,
2: right? Nah, Big Brother was a skateboard magazine that world, it was like a magazine that like pushed the line of different things and stuff. And that's when Jeff Tremaine was the head editor and did different things. And then we started doing the videos for it. So it was a magazine version of Jackass.
1: Who came up with the name? Where would that name come from? Jackass. Big brother or Big Jackass? Brother? Big brother. Big I mean brother I'm sorry, both. Steve Rocco
2: both. made the magazine. Okay. He came up with it and then Jackass, Jeff Tremaine and Knoxville came up with it.
1: I mean it makes it makes sense. It's 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 probably yeah. it's, it's it's very uh it's 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 spot on. Yeah. So you're so Jackass won the first, um, the first movie and I still remember it vividly. I think I still remember some of the stunts that were just like so goddamn over the top and crazy. I mean, what does it say, I guess, about your fan base, but not just your fan base, just America in general and this country in general and the globe that, again, 22 years later, there's still like an appetite for watching grown men do juvenile shit.
2: I think it's because we're like a band that started 22 years ago Uh and we got these fans already. And I mean, you could go on any, you know, streaming thing right now and watch a thousand videos of people messing themselves up or falling or getting hit in the nuts, but you won't have the same feel as you did when you watch us, because I feel like when you have a band that you love, you want to hear the next album. You want yeah. to see what they're going to produce. Yes. And I think we just have a strong fan base that has loved everything we've put out and can't wait for the next one. And they feel connected to us. Yep. They've been watching us since they were younger and you know, they've grown up with us. So, we're not only are they, you know, a part of our lives, we're a part of their lives, you know. Yeah. We we're on every Sunday night in people's homes. And that's yeah. your most comfortable spot. You're in your underwear, you're watching TV and you're laughing. You feel like you're there with us. That's what I think grew with our fan base. And it just get getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's the personalities behind it. You know, everybody, everybody, there's a Metallica cover band everywhere. There's a black Sabbath cover, you know, that everybody has cover bands, but you always want the real thing. And so people always come back to what we were doing because we, you know, like I said, we were doing this before YouTube, before flip phones, before you know anything, before,
1: before ridiculous social media. You yeah. know, yeah, we were yeah. already doing this. The OGs, man, and I think in this day and age that we're living in right now, I mean, I, n- nostalgia is obviously like nostalgia's in right. Like even like on on MTV, the show that you know, and, and the world that I live in, they're doing the, they're doing real world homecomings where they had the cast from Real World One. That moved back in a in, in a house together, and it's like, as a fan and as someone who watched that years ago, it's almost like it brings you back to like a time when like things were just simple and things were different. Things were like awesome, and I felt the same way. I had that same feeling when I watched when I saw the premiere of Jackass Forever. Is I remember watching you guys, and yeah, you guys are, you know, w- w- watching the same you know band of misfits that have been doing this for for twenty years. And again, it's almost like when you guys at the end, when you showed like the, the the clips from back in the day, and it's like every time that music comes on, the bam, bam, whatever that is, that little yeah. guitar riff that like yeah. kicks it off. Dude, I mean, there's just something again. It just brings you back. It's like that nostalgia. And do you think, again, that's that's part of it where your fans, it almost brings them back to a time and like their child. It's like listening to old. It's like listening to nostalgic music. It brings you back to like a, a, a happy time and it like invokes memories of like that day and age. I see
2: that. I also see that it brings people out of everyday life. You know, you stop worrying about stuff that's going on at work or the world and you just live in the moment and you're just having a good time. <laughs> that's, that's what I think, you know, pretty much happens to everybody.
1: Hour and a half of your
2: life of just forgetting about everything else.
1: You're like, no matter what I'm going through, at least I'm not getting my balls stung by a <laughs> squirt man. Could be worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for twenty percent off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea.
1: And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So obviously you've had, you're famous for a lot of different gags over the years on Jackass. Um, you rolled Knoxville down the flight of stairs, dressed as a, as a king. You did the uh, oompa loompa skateboarding, uh, but I think what I what I my favorite bit that you did was always with Preston Lacey, where you where you put you in the duffel bag, and you scare uh, the, yeah. and you scare the shit out of people. Like the the <laughs> had the cab driver go to pick it up, you bust out with a with uh, <laughs> a ball gag yeah. in your mouth. Who's that's what I always what always blows my mind. It's like who comes up with this shit? Like Preston there's... wrote that one. He did. Okay. Yeah, he wrote it. That's how Preston became
2: part of Jackass He was talking to Knox like at a an audition, and Knox told me hey, I'm doing this new thing, and Preston's like, "Oh, I got ideas," and he sent Knox a whole bunch of ideas, and Knox called him back and said, "These ideas are really good, but you're gonna have to do some of them." <laughs>
1: Like what, what so, were what were some of the ideas? So there was that one, obviously, which is yeah, which, is, which is an
2: instant classic. Yeah. There was the him chasing me down Hollywood Boulevard in our underwear. <laughs> uh, he wrote all kinds of things. There's so many, you
1: know. And it, it, it it's true. And, and it really is funny how it's like you guys in so many ways are all so much different. But at the same time, it's like what what bonds you together and what brings you all together is this mutual interest in just stupidity and doing dumb shit and just making people laugh. Yeah. So is, is that yeah. kind of like it while you all obviously are from different walks of life, different personality traits, is that kind of like you guys have this, like, you know, the, 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 this, this mutual thrill for, for just, you know, entertainment, putting yourselves through insane. shit. Yeah.
2: That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. In some form or way or another, we we love messing ourselves up for entertainment of other people.
1: Now, I, again, I can, I can relate. And there's, and the older I get, though, and I'm sure this is the same because I kind of know this is one of the things I noticed in, in, in Jackass Forever. It seems like a lot of the OGs, it seems like a lot of the old guys are almost kind of taking a step back and being like, we've paid our dues. We've injured ourselves in the past. Not everyone. I mean, Knoxville did get kicked in the head, but, or bucked in the head by a, by a bull. But it seemed like you guys are now kind of like ingratiating the new generation of jackasses into the fray and letting them kind of, uh, you know it's almost like you're kind of passing the torch in a way is that is that kind of that I read that right or no
2: I wouldn't say it's that exactly Okay I would say we're adding to the norms of nowadays and we're you know we're it it may come off that way but if you notice everybody that all the old dogs everybody did step up their game yeah. too Oh yeah so yeah I wouldn't say that this was a pass the torch kind of thing I would say it was just adding to it you know to where the world is nowadays expanding the family expanding the family yeah
1: and and speaking of adjusting to the world nowadays i mean it really is crazy i mean this isn't in tv in, in in general there are probably things that you guys used to do on the show that in this day and age it's like there, there there's no way you're getting away with it so was that kind of <laughs> was that kind of difficult though to kind of like adjust and adapt your guys' brand of comedy to kind of conform to today's norms
2: uh we would never conformed but we would switch up so yeah, yeah. conforming is not in our uh in your in dna our, uh, yeah it's not in our dna so but we'll switch play a little play the music differently you know yeah.
1: yeah yeah just yeah you just got you just got to update it with the times so tell me a little bit because this is what i've always wondered what's it like being on set okay because are you are you just living in this constant state of anxiety like is something yes. gonna happen to me?
2: All the time. Every time. Because as soon as you put your guard down,
1: that's when they get you. What's, what's, you got hit with the hair, the the hair trimmer, right? Yeah. They buzzed your head. What, else? what other things kind of, is there anything that's happened to you off camera on set that, that that we didn't see? Is there any like wild shit that went down with you that, that didn't make the, uh didn't make the, the the edit? No, we always film everything.
2: Yeah. You Everything we feel on the, it's yeah, it's always on.
1: I mean, bro, it's gotta be horrible. I mean, even just walking into the office, like when they had the uh that was you that got bam, right? With the with, with, the, uh, with yeah, the big I hand. With the big hand. I got everybody.
2: I was the one playing <laughs> foosball in the kitchen that like everybody felt comfortable. <laughs> oh, let's just go kick it in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> that was the best, dude, because there are certain times when like you kind of, you kind of get them. That was bam with the uh It was it antiquing the massive and the massive antiquing hand that was hands down. What I mean, the guy got absolutely decleted dude. Like that was destroyed, destroyed. Are there any stunts that you guys did that you performed that didn't make the show? Because I guess of the, the outcome you didn't get necessarily the, the, the desired result, or it's like, we just can't air this. This is, this is too much.
2: Not ever too much. There was never anything ever too much. But we do have 4.5 coming out, you know, probably later this year that has all the good footage also that didn't make it into the movie because it's only an hour and a half long.
1: So wait, so just so just so I'm clear. So we have Jackass Forever that just came out and now we have Jackass. What is it? 4.5 coming out? Probably later this year. Yeah. Good Lord. You guys just don't take a break. No. No. So are you guys right now in between shooting? Are you guys like constantly, are you coming up with, with, with new stuff? Are you oh, are, ideas are always flowing through our heads and how, like, uh, again, like what is it, where do you find your inspiration from? Like, right? Like the show everywhere, that I do. Everywhere.
2: It could be from sitting in a coffee shop to driving down the road. So inspiration comes anywhere.
1: Okay. So how do you say get the inspiration then for, all right, let me stick my balls through this. Hole, this this (laughs) cut out hole in a piece of wood, and then I want you to put mini boxing gloves on a reciprocating saw and and smash my balls with it. Where does inspiration like that come from?
2: That's Preston. That's (laughs) that's Ozark's backwoods inspiration.
1: (laughs) And I got to say, there was there was a big emphasis in Jackass Forever on the nuts. All right, seemed like every other gag was like, what other way can we destroy ourselves? Are we just? Yeah. Is this because? Is this because it's like. The world may not be a safe place if there's another generation and offspring of <laughs> jackasses. So we need to make sure that none of us can have kids and we're all sterile. Is that why? Is that is that what the emphasis is on? Is that why we're doing this? Could be. You never know. We, we got we got the UFC heavyweight hitting um Aaron Aaron in the uh, in the nuts the pogo stick, dude. Yeah. I gotta say, bro, that that was. That was a near. That was like a. That, that was a, that was a close call, man. Like some of these the things. The stick
2: was horrible. Yeah. You
1: watch and you're like, that could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. What are some of the stunts? Have there been like what were some of the ones that I guess ended the worst? Like, are there like of, of, of the ones that we've seen? Which are the ones that I guess were you that know was probably the had a hospital the visit?
2: stick. Was it? Yeah. For this movie, that was probably the worst one. Aaron was hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah dude. It was bad. You could tell. Um, and Knox's bull. Yeah. I mean, that put him nighty night, you know, he went to sleep. So, yeah.
1: I mean, that was, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's, it, and it is funny because at the beginning, obviously you have the disclaimer, like, you know, these are, these are performed by, you know, by professionals. But I mean, do you guys go through like stunt training? Are you guys actually like trained professional stunt men or, or no, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're guys that have done it enough that we know how to do it. And that's pretty much what, a,
1: you know. Once you've done something enough, you know how to do it. It's like skating. It's almost like you know the way to fall. I- exactly. So it's not like you guys go through like before you perform a stunt. It's like, no. all right, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an alligator snapping turtle bite your dick. Here's the best way to prepare for that. No, no. Nope. Who came up with paper cuts? The Manila envelope. Of all the ones I've watched, I think that was was that one or two. I don't know, but of all the that episodes, was one. Dude, of all the ones that I've watched, that one still I have trouble, yeah. I have trouble watching that with the yeah. manila envelope, the paper cuts, like and then Steve O like cuts his mouth open. Like, yeah, my God. And, and you guys are just constantly trying to up the ante, right? Is there ever oh, a time when you when you get to a spot
2: and you're like, all right, you want the footage, so you up the ante every time?
1: <laughs> and that's what it is. You guys are just egging each other on. It's like, what more dumb shit can we do all the time. So, now 2011, uh, you got, lost the legend, an absolute giant, uh, Ryan yeah. Dunn. What was that like, man, to the, to, to, to the jackass, to the jackass family? Uh, it was
2: big. I mean, Ryan was a big part of this, you know, he, he's family. So it's like losing a family member. You, you know, it's pretty big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the show has, you know, it's gone on, but, do, but is yeah. there, but there's a, there's, you feel like there's almost like, you know, this, this missing piece to, 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 to the puzzle now.
2: Of course, we're gonna always miss Ryan, and you know, mm-hmm. he is a uh, missing part. But he knows that that was kind of an encouragement for the uh, us vets that have been doing it. You know, since you know the old dogs, the war dogs, uh, since day one, <laughs> we did it for him.
1: Yeah. Now I've, I've I mentioned this before we got on, uh, but for the, the 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 challenge fan base out there, I don't know if you know this, but you actually have a twin. Within the challenge family, a doppelganger. You guys could actually—I think you were separated at birth. His name is T.J. Lavin. Yeah, <laughs> you get that ever?
2: Uh, I only get it once when you—you you always bring it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one—no one else has ever said that the no. two of you guys look alike. What, dude? Nope. It's—it's un—It's unre- actually uncanny that, that, that how how similar. <laughs> I actually texted him last night, and I said I was gonna have—I uh, was gonna have his doppelganger on. So he wanted me to—he uh, wanted me to tell you what's up. All right, tell TJ I said what up next time. Well, he's ho- hopefully listening. So, TJ. Awesome. He'll be listening. Now, we got to we're, no, we're to. He we're gonna will have to, be listening. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have to, uh, yeah, we're going to have to make sure we edit all the curse words out of this. Just kidding. Oh,
2: I didn't no, know it was G rating. You I'm, should. I'm joking. I'm so j- you don't have no I'm free joking, speech man. on your
1: podcast? I'm joking, man. Wow. This is free speech. Talk you can about say-
2: conforming. You can say what. Oh, I thought you were part of the real world, dude. You're in the I nest. Thought you were- yeah, I thought you were tough. <laughs> now you're conforming and letting
1: them exploit you and, you know, tell you what to do. <laughs> Nobody tells me what to do. Jason, me and you are like cut from the same cloth, brother. Um. <laughs> Now, when you bring in the new guys, like on this, 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 uh, the, the, um, Jackass forever, you know, poopies is one of, of, of the newer guys. How, how do they join the fray? Like, how did you bring the new guys in? You always we, have, we
2: ask a couple people, like if they have ideas or whatever, or anything, we had someone bring him in and say, Hey, this guy would probably fit your family. Good. Let's, you know,
1: see if he works. And we tried him out and there it is. Awesome, man. Well, listen, Whatever you guys are doing, the recipe works. We, man, here we are. Dude, 22 years later, you guys are still hitting it strong. Looking forward to 4.5 coming out. Uh, if you guys ever need, if you ever need somebody to, to, to make a guest appearance, I'm your Huckleberry, all right? Uh, all right. Just give me a call. You know where to find me, brother. And uh, is there anything else before we go? Anything else coming up? Any new taco shops you've opened up? Anything else you want to pump? Where can people find you? I'm everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. People know how to find me. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you for having me on. Hey, man, thanks for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock, like the salmon of Capistrano. Take care, brother.